0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah gulfeth
0: sarah's excited because we're still talking about bikes it's
1: Yes, it's, it's a great, true.
0: great event coming up <laughs> here in St. Louis. We're thrilled to share it with you, along with the wonderful organizations that benefit from this great charity event. And uh, we'll share more with you in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu
1: live uncommon.
0: Joining us today, friends from Lutheran Development Group, St. Louis. We have in studio Chris Sherman. He's founder and executive director of Lutheran Lutheran Development Group. Chris, welcome back to The Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. I think it's been a couple of years since we had a chance to talk, so glad to have you back. And also on your team, joining us online, Harry Stevens, director of operations for Lutheran Development Group. Harry, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So let's start with the the story of Lutheran Development Group. Um, who is Lutheran Development Group, and who do you serve?
2: Yeah, uh, well, we don't have enough time to get into the whole story. So, but um, I'll just tell you about what we're doing right now and uh, kind of where we're going. Uh, we work primarily in the Dutchtown area of uh, South St. Louis, and we have two different groups that we work with. Uh, one is directly with neighbors and community groups in the greater Dutchtown area, and then the other. Group that we work with is uh city churches outside of that geography and the gist of it is that um we want every neighborhood to be a neighborhood of opportunity every neighborhood to be a healthy community where someone who's born there might be able to raise their kids um in a healthy neighborhood you know when when they have their children so um we want that to be true of dutchtown as well as every church to be able to help their community, help their neighborhood, um, you know, live into the idea of being a, a healthy neighborhood of opportunity.
1: So what are the needs of those specific areas in St. Louis that you're, that you're uh, active in? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, we we kind of just take a step back and, and look at, you know, what does it mean to have a healthy community? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means eliminating uh, some, some negative characteristics or really supporting or helping to grow. Some of those positive characteristics we have, uh, both from our own uh, experience as well as you know a lot of study, a lot of ink has been spilled on these <laughs> concepts. So um, the the gist of it is that you want people to be rooted into their community. So you need to eliminate those conditions that that really make someone you know feel like they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so that might be that you know if there is like elevated crime or you know a high you know like there's a lot of vacant buildings. Uh, or that there's a lack of, you know, economic opportunity. Those are things that you need to remedy. And that's, you know, that's where we work with partners in Dutchtown to, you know, try to help with those conditions. So you, you want to eliminate those, those negative conditions. Uh, we have a summer youth jobs program, Blight to Bright, that um, helps to clear vacant lots, you know, keep them mowed down, you know, throw away any trash or debris. Uh, you know, that's hiring kids from the community to help make it a, a, you know, a better place. Uh, and then you work with you know other partners, and like what do you want to do as far as bringing in additional education opportunities? So you know we worked with uh, Holy Cross and Eagle to bring a charter school into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we directly do a lot with uh, affordable housing. So uh, what are those foundational things that we can help with? Where can we work with partners? And then um, you know what what you're trying to go for is that this is a an economically diverse community that there's all kinds of different people um, living together. And loving their neighbor, so you want people to be rooted in the community, and loving their neighbor. You mentioned
0: a lot in <laughs> <Yeah>. that short <laughs> amount of time. And yeah. Just reading up on Lutheran uh, Development Group, group one of the uh, things that one of the programs that you mentioned to me was Blight to Bright, um, the the job opportunities for young people. Um, tell me more about that and how. Um, how young people have gotten involved with blight to bright and how it's made a difference for the neighborhood and for the the young people who had that summer job mm-hmm. um, that came out
2: of an understanding that you know the number of vacant buildings that a kid walks past when they're going to school can affect what you know how well they do in school or if a community has like this outward even if a neighborhood isn't Unsafe. Even if a neighborhood is safe, to avoid the I guess double negative there. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's a safe neighborhood, if it feels unsafe, that can affect you know a child's uh, performance in school. Um, it you know how the neighborhood presents also will uh, affect how uh, a kid who grows up in that neighborhood views themselves. So um, you know, it's kind of low hanging fruit on that. Where's the opportunity? City of St. Louis has um, a program called St. Louis Youth Jobs, where uh, they can partner with employers in this situation. We are one of those employers. And um, City of St. Louis through St. Louis Youth Jobs will provide career training, um, resume building, um, you know, sort of basic instruction just on like what's next in life. And then uh, so they, uh, you know, we help to recruit, you know, folks from the community to go through that program. And then they get placed with us. And on a given year, we might have like four youth or eight, eight youth, whatever, you know, whatever It just kind of works out. COVID's been tough <laughs> during, during that. <laughs> Fortunately, we're outside. So oh, yeah. that, that reduces the risk quite a bit. But, um, you know, just even the simple things have just been a little bit more challenging. Um, but it's nice because, you know, we can, we see how when they're done with a lot, you know, you can go from like having knee high grass and a dozen tires there to like, it just looks uniform. And um, the, the theory behind it is that if you have youth from the community doing it, they're learning job skills, but also there's that that sense of pride in community. And, um, you know, the Dutch Town area has a beautiful history. It has a lot of pride, um, but it's got some headwinds that it's fighting against. And we just kinda wanna, wanna come alongside youth, neighbors, community stakeholders in any way that we can to, uh, you know, just make it, you know, Live up to what is that, that beautiful neighborhood that it is.
1: What kind of success stories do you have? Because uh, you've been doing this for a little while now. Yeah. Well, what kinds of things have you been able to really see in these neighborhoods that you're working in?
2: Yeah. So the various neighborhoods we've worked in, Tower Group East, Fox Park, Gravelly Park, Dutchtown, those are the, the main ones. And uh, each neighborhood was at a, a different place prior to our, prior to our involvement. I think it's important to to point out that uh, we are not the only group doing this work. This mm-hmm. is heavily dependent on relationships and uh, working with other partners, both faith based and and secular in, in the community. Um, I guess what, what's been most transformative, um, I would say, is probably the Fox Park neighborhood. So if you know if if you know South City, um, Fox Park is right off of Jefferson and, uh, just North of Gravoy, And, um, apparently I, I didn't know him when we started working there, but I had family that went way back. Hmm. I was, uh, we were renovating 2801 Magnolia and my dad calls me up and he's, he's like, Hey, do you know, I think it's 2814 Magnolia. I'm like, yeah, it's like right across the street. Like I I was there. I can look at it. It's a great building. He's like, well, apparently that's where your great, great, great grandpa Weeman lived and, you know, so I like knocked on the door and started talking to people and like, it, was, <laughs> it was fun. Um, but, you know, I, I lived just a few blocks away from, from Fox park. And um, I remember when we moved into the neighborhood that Fox park was not known for good things. Like the actual park itself, as well as the the neighborhood and through really good, you know, good foundational work through like a nonprofit, like DeSales, which is a community development group in that area. Um, And and a lot of, you know, neighborhood leaders Um, over the course of years and years and probably even decades, um, it went, you know, it went from a place where the park itself was where you would get drugs to now, like my kids play uh, baseball and soccer there, Um, you know. The neighborhood group, I remember walking around the park with uh, the older woman and someone from the uh, sales that nonprofit, and we were just brainstorming on, like, what could be. And one of the things that came out of that is it'd be really great to reactivate this for kids. And from that, like, and that was just like a throwaway comment. And then from that, um, you know, this, this. Um, uh, nonprofit employee went off, wrote a grant to like Missouri foundation for health, reactivated uh, the park with a, with the soccer league and a baseball league. They have a splash park there now for kids. Uh-huh. Like my kids don't want to leave. It's awesome. <laughs> and to see something that had been given over to illegal you know, activity. And now it's like one of the most beautiful and vibrant places. And then to see where um, houses that could not be renovated because like, it would cost too much and you would be underwater are now being turned into beautiful homes. And you've got this like economically diverse community. And then now there's actually like a, a church replant that's happening over at Emmaus, which is on mm-hmm. Jefferson and, yeah. you know, Geordie Denholm or pastor Do- Jordy Denholm. I got to yeah. get used to that. Now it's officially <laughs> pastor Geordie. Uh, it's just really cool to see what's, what's happening. So Fox park is that example of um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's come a long way very quickly and what's really awesome is that we're seeing a lot of those same things uh, bubbling up in Grabway Park and in Dutchtown but if if you kind of looked at the whole spectrum of of you know where it's at you know it's just it's not as far down that path but it's neat to see the momentum and the direction that it's going
0: and i can imagine with so much community involvement as well as you mentioned with like things like blight to bright or just your family being involved and enjoying the park and really having a some some sense of ownership that this is our community this is where we live that there's when there's that sense of, of community and ownership there's more of an inclination to take care of those things so that it doesn't go back to um, you know a place of like you mentioned illegal activity or mm-hmm. or like the, even the vacant lots that were that the kids were were cleaning up um, You know, I would imagine if you spent a whole day cleaning up a vacant lot, getting rid of the weeds and the the tires and things like that, and you saw someone throwing trash in it or something like that, you're going to say something. (laughs) You know, if you spent a whole day doing that as a teenager and you see someone making a mess of it, you're Mm -hmm. probably going to say something because you invested so much time in it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really neat to see that that reinvestment in the community. Tell me more about uh, the the motivation for what you do at lutheran development group
2: yeah um i mean the the simple answer is the sunday school answer you know it's jesus but <laughs> I, everyone's gonna say that um but it, i mean that. but that's also the truth behind it um you know be, before lutheran development group i i had worked for a for-profit developer learned a lot you know fresh out of college and um i had just seen these um buildings crumbling and thought, you know, that just doesn't seem right. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's just like there there was something different about how things used to be made, Um, that there was more of a connection between the building and the street and the people. And just I wanted there to be um, just to be part of like kind of rebuilding that. Um, But that also kind of happened along the same time I got really involved um, with my church. And it was neat to see like my understanding of how community develops and my my um, you know, my, my faith growing kind of all at the same time and, um, started to see just how buildings and places and people all come together and, um, buildings are part of what brings people together, relationships. And, um, I think that public places, parks, they all bring people together and our, our faith is heavily relational. And uh, we need to really pay close attention to what are those other factors that can either bring us together or pull us apart in the built environments part of that. Um, so it really comes down to, you know, we we love God, you know, we've been saved. So now what? I want to walk in the model of Christ. And what does he say to do? Love your neighbor. And that, that should be a, a willing sacrificial love. It should just naturally come out of you. And, um, so i I find myself grateful that I was placed in a place where I know a lot of neighbors and that it's an environment that is built to connect people because that's what small towns in urban environments are built for mm-hmm. connection. Um, but then I've had enough of a sort of education on, okay, what levers can we pull on to make this healthier. And um, I'm just grateful that there's an outlet to take kind of my faith, my education, and then to, to use it to love my neighbor.
0: We're learning about Lutheran Development Group today. And in just a moment, we're gonna share more about the upcoming great event here in St. Louis. We shared a little bit on Friday about the cycle for the city. Harry's gonna share more with us about that in just a moment here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Today, we're learning about Lutheran Development Group in St. Louis and the upcoming event that involves bicycles Yay. so Sarah's really excited I am. Um, and, and all your bike friends Yep, uh, and I'm excited <laughs> to cheer people on for the cycle for the city and uh, joining us in studio Chris Sherman he's founder and executive director for Lutheran development group and online with us Harry Stevens director of operations for Lutheran development group now Harry is my understanding that you have been uh, part of the brains behind <laughs> um, the cycle for the city tell us about this event why is this cycle for the city event important to you
3: uh, I don't know how much of the brains I'll take credit for, but, um, no, a cycle for the city is, um, as a concept has been something that's been placed on my heart for years and years and years now. Um, the idea of coming together as a cyclist, as a cycling community and fellowship and helping the places where we are, uh, I think is so important and something that often gets overlooked, uh, by cyclists and cycling groups. Um, I've been riding at various different levels, uh, uh, for years now, probably for about a decade, as a commuter, uh, as an amateur rider, um, for fun, casually with teams, uh, et cetera. And I've been to race events. I've been to charity events. Uh, I've been to you know, just calling up some friends and, and heading out for a 60 mile bike ride type of event. And they've all been great. And I love the community that comes from cycling and the community that you get uh, when you're all out on the road together. Um, but one of the things that that's always felt like a gap for me is the connection between that community and the communities where we live and the communities where uh, that we rely on the community of people around us. And so Cycle for the City is the uh, I'll say the end result or is the next step, I should say, in that of trying to help create an opportunity to get that community together, but then also for a purpose, for the purpose of supporting the community of enhancing the community. Um, so the cycle for the city bike ride this year uh, is on September 6th. Uh, so coming up fairly soon in about a month uh, and is uh, has two different ride lengths. So we've got a 14 mile ride length and a 34 mile ride length. And they've been selected specifically to highlight and showcase both St. Louis city and St. Louis County uh, and highlight some of the, the great things and then some of the things that, that we could do better Um, And one of the great things that we're also trying to highlight is the great bike paths that we have here in St. Louis. And so a lot of the ride is actually going to be on a bike path both grants trail and the river to Pear greenway. Um, so it's, it's, it's serving multiple functions all at the same time, but it's certainly something that's been, uh, like I said, on my heart for, for quite some time now. And it's been really awesome to, uh, to, to be able to see it realized and have some really great partners in, um, not just the, my colleagues here at Lutheran Development Group, but at Humanity uh, and at Christian Friends of New Americans, who are coming alongside to help make this make this real and make it come together.
1: Yeah, the bike community is something that is is a pretty incredible thing. If you're not if you're not in the cycling community, it's nice to have a fellow cyclist on the coffee hour uh, today. Yeah. Um, but this cycling community uh, really can band together and do some pretty pretty great things. Um, so this is, this is a very exciting thing for me as a cyclist as well, to be able to promote this and to be a part of this event, uh, to showcase those things that you're, that you're talking about. Can you talk a little bit more about, uh, the neighborhoods that the ride will go through and some of the things that people will actually be able to see and experience during this ride?
3: Yeah. So we're going, uh, we're going straight down Broadway. So South Broadway, uh, leaving from Benton Park. Um, so we're starting in, uh, uh, well, starting just south of Grappway Park uh, and then moving south. And then we actually end up in uh, South County. And so there's a whole host of uh, different municipalities in South County that we're also going to be going through, depending on which ride you choose. Right. And, and of course, those are there. those options are there based off of sort of want to say your skill level, uh, really uh, how much pain you want to inflict on yourself in a given day and how far you be <laughs> going. Um, so they're uh, going through different, different neighborhoods in South City, down Broadway. Um, and then uh, again, down through uh, parts of South County, through Crestwood, Kirkwood, uh, um, uh, Maplewood. Um, I, I can't remember all of them. I think I've got nine different municipalities we're going through, if I remember correctly, uh, and and multiple different communities. So, um, But it's it's a, a great little uh, route, and it goes through multiple different parks, multiple different parts of, of the city. So um, definitely an, an interesting ride. Nothing else. <laughs>
0: Tell us about, now we've talked about the, the folks who are cycling for the event. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll give some more registration information, but what? Tell, tell us about the other people that it takes to make this event happen coming up on Monday, September 6th. So just about a month away, Labor Day. Labor Day. Um, so tell us about the, the folks that you, volunteers that you could use for the uh-huh. Cycle for the City event.
3: Yeah. So we have uh, uh A lot of needs in the volunteers. So I'll start there and then I'll work my way backwards to to your broader question of what it takes to actually pull this together. So we do have uh, volunteers needed the day of the event, uh, primarily to help man and support the riders who are out on the course. So, um, you know, riders who get out there, uh, they're having a great time. We do have rest stations that are set up throughout the course. And at those rest stations, it's good to have volunteers to help, help the riders get water, help make sure they get snacks, get the food and nutrition that they need. Um, and, and frankly, making sure that they're helping to, to get the break that they need sometimes in the middle of the ride. Um, you know, we, we pushed the ride to September so we wouldn't be in the heat of summer. Uh, but at St. Louis, it can still get hot <laughs> in September. So we'll see. Um, and it's important that everyone stays safe. And the volunteers are, are there to really help make sure that everyone's uh, both having a good time but also staying safe. Uh, so there's, there's a definitely a need for, for volunteers there. Um, and then also the need for a few volunteers just to help make sure the riders go to the right place. Um, one of the things uh, that we have is uh, going through all these different communities, there are some places where it's a little tricky to know exactly how you're going to cross that road. The road kind of jogs in a strange way uh, and, and things like that. So there's a need for, for riders to help cheer on, the uh, excuse me, volunteers to help cheer on the riders and make sure they're going in the, the right direction. Uh, we'll, of course, have signs up and everything uh, as well for them. That. Um, so that's, that's the, the immediate need of, of the day of. Um, in terms of preparation, for the event, uh, there's just all sorts of different needs and all sorts of different support that we've been uh, using and, and frankly will continue to need, uh, in, in particular around communications and marketing and, and just being able to get the word out. Um, you know, I've, I've spent myself quite a bit of time, more time than I care to admit, frankly, uh, trying to deal with things like you know making sure we've got the right insurance and making sure we've got porta potties and making sure that we have the right types of permitting for each different municipality that we're going through. Um, all of those things. And some of that just takes time. Um, But then there's been a whole host of people, uh, primarily from the organizations, from Lutheran Development Group Humanity and Christian Friends of New Americans, that have been really helping with, like, let's just get the word out. What's the network that I have? Who am I going to talk to to speak this up, to get the word out, and really help us get more riders in? I mean, part of the fun of these events is getting just riders in and being able to ride alongside people. So uh, making sure that we're Getting the word out to as many riders as possible. So uh, it's been a, a, a huge team effort from all of the organizations, and it will continue to be a team effort as we as we build out. Um, you know, we're we're partnering as well with the uh, uh, Epiphany uh, uh, Congregation down in South City. Um, and We're going to be using their facility both as a rest stop, but then also as a uh, basically a training center for the volunteers um, and for some of the other event support. So, you know, we, we've got some partnerships we're building out as well, and, and we're getting support from, from that congregation. Um, you know, we're, we're getting support from, uh, frankly, the Christian community, both as sponsors, um, and, uh, as people who are willing to, to come and speak up. So it's, it's been really, uh, frankly, it's been really heartwarming to see everyone really come together, band together to help make this thing happen. Uh, it's a dream that I had, and, and, uh, I probably would have stayed a dream if. uh, uh, had I not had that help and not
1: had that support. It does take a a large group of people to put on an an event like this, especially a cycling event that goes through, like you mentioned, several municipalities who all have different rules and regulations for uh, what it takes to bring a group of cyclists through on the streets. So uh, that is wonderful that you're able to do all of this work so that this can be a successful bike ride. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. How do we register? Tell us about the registration information, all of those details.
3: So registration, uh, there's a button on our website, and our website is uh, cycleforthecity.org. No spaces, nothing, just cycleforthecity.org. And uh, there's a registration button right there that takes you to the registration page. You can also find more information on uh, uh, both the organizations that are helping to make this happen, and we'll be receiving the funds, as well as our sponsors. Uh, And then, of course, if if you're able to do donations or volunteer, uh, there's information on that there as well.
0: The organizations participating and benefiting from this, uh, certainly Lutheran Development Group, as well as Humanity and Christian Friends of New Americans, all wonderful organizations here in St. Louis serving our neighbors in, in very generous ways. And we're so grateful for the great work that, that all three of you do and really excited for this upcoming event. It's been a lot of fun learning from uh, both of you about Lutheran Development Group and learning about the Cycle for the City event. I'm uh, just really glad we get to share it. Hopefully we'll get to share Christian Friends with New Americans with you very soon on another episode of the Coffee Hour. Our guest today, Chris Sherman, founder and executive director of Lutheran development group here in st louis chris thanks so much for being our guest glad to be here and harry stevens director of operations for lutheran development group harry thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour
3: thank you for having me really appreciate it i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah goldseth (laughs)